Rashawn Ali, everybody's homegirl, everybody's favorite soror, the cool soror, representing the ATL and the east side of Decatur. What's happening? Five, four, three, two. Okay, here we go. It's the Cool Soar Podcast, hosted by me, Rashawn Ali. <laughs> Welcome to the Cool Soar Podcast. I am your host, Rashawn Ali. First of all, thank you so much for being here. And this is the opportunity for us to explore the stories of women and men in black Greek letter organizations. And you know what? T today is a special day because I have not only like, like, uh, like, like a native from the east side, but like she's a whole superstar who actually came into the studio by herself. And I was like, that's blasphemous, darling. What are you, why are you by yourself? You're a whole superstar on like two shows and independent films and all these other award-winning things. I'm like, Gail B, what are you doing walking up in here by yourself? Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. <laughs> that was like such an <laughs> intro, intro, right? Oh my goodness. Right. You do this. I, I mean, yeah. You do I, it. I'm around for a minute. God, that makes me feel good. I mean, you should feel good. You well, it, it is my city, so I feel like I don't, I, I can walk around by myself in my city. Now, These we, are facts. I wouldn't be in Chicago or, or LA, LA or anywhere else right. for that matter. Yeah. Florida. I wouldn't even do it in Florida by myself. But in Atlanta, there's a level of comfort because, I mean, you're, you're literally, I mean, you just closed out being an iconic or having an iconic role on Thank Snowfall, you. clearly doing your thing on P-Vatley, like all of these things. And like you, you walking in the building by yourself. I'm like, you don't have no, no friend or... <laughs> Uh, I got friends. I got, got some friends, friends and family. Like, yeah, got some assistance. But I, I feel like I know this life is demanding, mm -hmm. and I try not to take people away from their family and friends if it's or their jobs if it's unnecessary. Right. Like yeah. I don't need you here with me every single where I go. Yeah. So it's like I'll call you when I need you. Yes. Yeah. Like you know, we're gonna get into to your roles and like how you got to where you are right now. But when did you know, because there, there is a, a time in our lives as creatives and as actors and as all these things that we know, like, yeah, I might be kind of special. Yeah. When, when was that moment for you that you knew, okay, yeah, I'm a little bit different. Like, this, this is a little different for me, and I think that I actually have an opportunity to be something in this space. There's two moments, right? There's okay. a, a white moment and a black moment. Okay. Oh, ooh, ooh. I love it, I love it, I love <laughs> so, it. On my fingers I have tattoos and one says, 1% of people who chase their dreams actually make it. Well, no, that's what my acting coach told me. 1% of people who chase their dreams actually make it. So I got 1% tatted on me. I felt like in that moment when she said it, she was talking specifically to me. Now she might have not known I was receiving it that way because she was talking to the whole class. But for me, I was like, oh, I'm that one. It's me. It's me. Mm -hmm. I'm that 1%. So that's my black moment. Yeah. Now, my white moment was. <laughs> Why black moment? Go ahead. Look, I'm from here. When I, know. I moved to LA, they, they, there's so many ethnicities, right? I was culture shocked. Yeah. And I told them, I said, I'm from Atlanta. So for me, all I know is white, black, Hispanic. And if you over, well, white, black, Mexican, really. But if you're by Georgia Tech, then Asian. Like, that was all I knew. Wow. And I was like, I don't really know any other. You in New York, black is some of everything. Yeah. Right? You in L.A., it could be you got Armenians, you got everything. So that was all I knew. So for me, I had white moments, black moments, 
And, you know, in, in L.A., there's so many different Hispanics. Here, I just knew Mexican. Yeah. So my my life has been categorized between white, black. Right. So <laughs> what was your white moment? So my white moment was I auditioned for a movie. And I, it was like early in my career. Sundance had did, uh, Unexpected had did the film festivals at Sundance. Yeah. And I got this audition. I put it on tape. My manager was like, okay, they want you to come to New York for a callback. This was early, so I wasn't really making money like that. I was like, oh, I ain't got... She was like, don't worry. I told them, you know, you're just starting out. You're a new actor. Like, if they want to see you, they got to bring you out there. They flew me out. Mm. They put me up. Ooh. For an audition? Yeah. Ooh. For a callback. Ooh. Um, wow. So, <laughs> wow, That's right? That, nice. Yeah. First class? What? what? Everything. So, in the hotel, I saw... Um, DJ Esco. Uh-huh. I'm very big on, like, signs and omens and everything. Yeah, me too. So I said, okay, this is a good sign. Like, basically, Atlanta has came with me. Mm -hmm. I walked to the audition. I called my dad on the way, and I was like, hey, man, you know, I'm a little nervous. It's really big. It was Steven Spielberg. So I was like, this oh, is... Oh, I'm sorry. What? Who... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Who was it? Z. Steven Spielberg. Go ahead. Yes, yes. So I walk up. I call my dad, and he's like... They want to see you just as bad as you want to be in front of them. They want you in front of them as well. Mm -hmm. Don't ever forget that. And he said something else. My dad is, we'll talk about it later, but he's a football coach. Yep. So everything is a football analogy that really technically doesn't make sense, but it's like, okay, cool. Yeah, I get it. So I walk over there. I do the audition, and Steven stops. And Ellen, Ellen Lewis was there as well. I think, I believe her name is Ellen Lewis. She was the casting director. And she was just so proud, like a proud parent at my audition. And then Steven... He talks to me for like 30 minutes, just getting to know me. Like after my audition, he was like, You're so talented. Why don't you live in New York? You don't, you don't feel like LA. And then like real work, of course, is here. I said, Well, I can't afford New York unless y'all gonna pay for me. But right. um, and then he was like, and this is like before me too, and it wasn't that type of vibe. But right. he was like, This was so pleasant. You're so great. You're so talented. Asked about my schooling, who taught me. Yeah. And then was like, can I give you a hug? Oh, wow. And I was like, yes. Come on, get in here, because I'm going to tell everybody that you asked me for a hug. Right. So come on. And in that moment, I just knew that he was, like, really blown away hmm. by my talent, yeah. by me as a person, by my energy. And it was, it was like, weird, but in a good kind of way of, yeah. like, Reaffirming in that moment, I knew that was my white moment of like, oh, sis, you got you something. Right? Did you get the role? I didn't. Wow. No, it was Ready Player One. Mm -hmm. Lena Waithe got the role. Oh, lover, that's great. It's okay. Yeah, because I know I did. It did what it was supposed to do in that in that moment. Yes. Because when you don't get cast, even if you impress the casting director or the director, or whatever, they will think about you for something else. Mm -hmm. I didn't get cast on P Valley when I auditioned for it. Really? Yeah, audition for the pilot. Five times, same role. Gatori sent me to Stars, and the network said no. So I never look at something as everything is for us. Mm -hmm. But mm. in that moment, that was my white moment with Steven Spielberg, and my black moment was with my teacher when she said, 1% of people who chase their dreams actually make is it. Is that the teacher that brought John Singleton to yes. the class? Lelaine, yes. Yes. yes, 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 it is. Yes, and, and John Singleton claimed, came to your class, and you knew then, like, what was it about John Singleton as a director that so resonated with you that you knew in your forethought that you wanted to work with him? 
he was truthful. Mm-hmm. Even one, first off, the fact that he came to our class. That part. Let me know, like, oh, I want to work with him and I can work with him. That he's not too big. Like, it's not a thing. Sometimes we put people on a pedestal and we make them larger than anything we could possibly attain. And we shouldn't do that because nothing and no one, if we both get shot, we're going to bleed blood. I mean, seriously. So Everybody. Every single person. So him even being there in the flesh made it more tangible. His body of work let me know, obviously, I want to work with this person. He has a message. There's something to say. There's, you know, thought behind it. It's not everything happens for a reason. Yeah. And in his films, everything is very specific. So there was that. There was just the love and the honesty that he poured into us as black students about the industry and not just the bad, right? Because we always hear the bad and everybody's like talking about how dark and ugly it is and how hard it is. But he also told us the good stuff too. Yeah. So we got to hear the good stuff. We got to hear so the good. So we can know that like there is a there is a way to actually be happy in this industry. Yes. There's a lot of bad, there's- but there we can be happy and thrive in this industry. How do you, you know, because, you know, I talked about how you walked in here by yourself yeah. and, like, you literally are a, a, a big star. And I, and, I, and I hate when people, like, Thank say, you. Rashawn, you, you're doing that. all these great things and all these. And, and I know that it's a lot to, because you're, you come from humble beginnings. But when, when did you, like, know? Like, when did your parents know? Like, Gail has something here, so let's cultivate what she has, because they easily, because a lot of black parents didn't know how to do it. I remember my daddy wrote a letter to Bill Cosby <laughs> back when it was around the Huxtable days, uh-huh. obviously, the, the the Cosby show. And I, he knew I wanted to, like, be in this space, but he didn't know. And my parents are educated, yeah. middle class. He didn't know how to navigate, navigate that. that life. But he wrote a letter to Bill Cosby. <laughs> it ain't never made it to him. Uh-huh. But how did your parents know this baby got something. What do we need to do to get her where she needs to go? Because a My, lot of black parents don't do that. They don't because they don't know and they're afraid. They don't do it out of fear. Okay. Right? Because right. they've never seen it. Exactly. So my mom originally, when I wanted to go to L.A., told me no. She told me no three times. She told me I didn't have a plan. My dad, when I was moving, told my mom to quit her job and move with me. I was like, okay, now we're not going to do that. <laughs> like, she, <laughs> what, you're not, you're not moving with me to California. Stay where you at. Keep your job. Yeah. <laughs> like, we can't both go out there and be broke. Yeah. Um, so she was very nervous, and I had to tell her, like, Ma, you pray, you raise me right, you know, train up a child in the way that they should go. Mm-hmm. So I was like, God got me. Like, let me go. I'm good. Like, you, I believe in this and, and because you poured instilled this in me, right? And so she was like, every time it was something like, you don't know, you don't have a plan. At first, I wanted to go straight out of high school. She's an educator, or was. She's she retired. Was like, She's no. like, you're going to college. Yeah. So I went. I got my college degree. Pledge Delta. I mean, we're going to get to that in a second. <laughs> I mean, you ain't got to be in a plan. I have an accounting degree. Okay. So I didn't even, oh, when nice. I went to college, I didn't even do anything in regards to theater. You didn't? Mm-mm. Were you training along the way or doing any, like, College, like, anything? Sometimes during the summer. Like, if I would come home during the summer, I might take some classes during the summer at, like, a studio, but not really. Because I wanted to truly have the college experience. I didn't want to be out there mad because I didn't get to go to L.A. So my college was real deal, like, cheering, pledging, student government association. Like You had a full college college experience. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I did what she asked. She said, go. I got my degree. Then I wanted to, I asked, every year now I asked if I could drop out and go to L.A. She said no. 
Um, in retrospect, are you grateful for those those years that you were there? I'm absolutely grateful. Yeah. I think going to college, I tell everybody, go at least one year. Right. If if you can, if you only can do a semester, cool. But go for the fun, for the network, for the independence, for learning about yourself, for the expansion and the exposure to so many things. Mm-hmm. I think everybody should at least try college. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So so right after college, then you get home like, all right, mama, I did it. Yeah. So she said, you don't have a plan. You never been. So I kept saying, okay. And then the third time when I finally was able to go, I had a plan. I said, okay, I'm going to go for a month, June 14th, June 1st to July 1st, and then I will come back and I'll move permanently April 30th. I mean, October 30th. Mm-hmm. That was the plan. I got out there. It got pushed two weeks because my grandmother had, my grandma had a stroke. Okay. And... I said, okay, God, because the closer we got, I got a little nervous. So I said, mm-hmm. okay, God, you don't want me to go. That's I hear you. I understand you. She did a 180. As soon as I told God I wasn't going to go, she did a 180. God was like, you're not getting out of this. We we got a plan. Yeah. So June 14th, I ended up going. Was there June 14th to July 14th. The first two days I was there, I got a job. Wow. So I said, okay, plan. Okay. So I told them, I might have stretched the truth a bit. <laughs> What'd she say? I said I lived there. Uh, right. Yeah. Right. I, said I, I was like, I just got to go home and get the rest of my stuff and bring it back. So they were like, okay. So I was like, now nah, I got to really move here. So I said, I'll be back August 1st, just off the top of my head. So I reached out to three people about a buddy pass. Normally, people say, like, no, or I've used them all. And all three people hit me back and had a buddy pass. So I said, okay, this is supposed to happen. So second day I got there, I called my mama. I told her I had a job. So I had a place to stay. One of my friends who we was in acting class here together was out there doing mechanical engineering. Wow. He said, as long as I got a place, you got a sofa. Now, he didn't have a sofa at the time. So I had a floor. <laughs> you had a floor. I had a floor. You slept on a floor. I slept like on a, a floor. Pa- like a, you made a pallet on the floor. Yeah. Did you have a pallet? I had a blanket. Okay. So it was a floor and a blanket. No pillows underneath it. How long did you do that? I think I moved into my place in November. So August, September, October, November, uh, four months. And it was a drive yeah. and traffic. But my dad was the one who was very, he came from nothing, like dirt poor, right? Like probably poorer than dirt. Mm. And he's at the high, at the pinnacle of his career, right? Like he's gone on to the NFL, now coaches in the NFL. So for him to come from nothing and have a dream and have it realized, he was 100% supportive. I flew into Arizona when I moved. He bought me a car. I flew into Arizona. He drove me to L.A. And then he flew back to Arizona because at the time he was coaching for the Cardinals. Come on. Yeah. So my my mom, as an educator, she just never seen that. She they Neither one of them know anybody in this field. I, I, I know. So it was it was different. But I think, you know, so we, we can always evolve and learn. So I showed them something new. What are they? I mean, I know I'm skipping because this oh, is good. so good. How do they feel now? Are they still with us? Yes? Oh, yes. yes. Thank How do they Lord. feel now? Like, seeing your level of, it's not even success. Like, 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 dog, you, you're a superstar, friend. Thank you. I mean, I you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm giving it to you. Like, how does it feel for them to see you like this? Have they told you? Or can they express it? They're proud. It? I don't think they, they, they say they love me and they say they're proud. I think for them, it's also just the same for me, still kind of surreal. Yeah. Like, but I know they're proud and I know they care and I know they're watching. Like, my dad recently said, you know, try not to cuss in interviews. <laughs> He's still there. <laughs> so, could you please? Yeah. So, yeah. I'm, I'm taking on this new thing of not cursing, trying yeah, right. my hardest. Right. Um, my mom 
So this past season, season six of Snowfall, we had the premiere in LA. Mm-hmm. I took her to her first red carpet premiere with me. What was it like? And it was it was full circle because this year, August first, twenty twenty three, makes ten years, right? right? That I've li- that I moved to LA. See, but people when they see you and they see this character, this amazing character, why they like, oh, oh my gosh, she's such a star. This happened overnight. Huh? Oh, of course, they yes. feel that way. Yes. So for me though, I know how long it's been. So for it to be the ten year of wow. She said, you know, she was nervous about me going to how fitting that a decade later she gets to go with me. She gets to be on the red carpet. And it's just, it was amazing. I know she's happy. I know. Let me tell you what happened. Okay, go ahead. So I bought my mama some diamond earrings. I don't know if it was her birthday or Mother's Day or something. And so she said, what? Are these real? (laughs) (laughs) She was mind blown. She could not believe it. And it's just moments like that. Like I said, I know my dad's watching. He always gives me some sort of advice. It's really football related, but I receive it. And like recently, he said, okay, you know, with Nike, I always try to wear some Nike stuff because we're trying to get a little ambassador Nike sponsorship I mean, little situation. Sponsor. I, mean, I get it. And it's been manifesting. Has it? It has. You are, you're, okay, 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 okay. So I am the daughter of a high school football coach. You went to Stevenson, so yes. I know you heard of Southwest Cab High School. So of course. when my dad, when when Southwest Cab was in his prime, that was my dad, Buck Godfrey. That is my daddy. Wow. Yeah. Southwest I'm, is still in his prime. I mean, though. It's like, it ain't like yeah. it used to be. You right? But right. I'm still doing but it. When it was in his prime, my dad was there from '83 till so mid 2000. Football women. We're football girls. Yeah, we're football girls. Yeah. So when I found out that your dad was a was a football coach, I was like, we had. There's something about being. First of all, I could tell your daddy's girl clearly. <laughs> I am literally my daddy is 80 years old. He just texted me yeah. today. Like I just I, I I thought about what you told me. I'm teaching him stuff <laughs> right now. Thought yeah. about what you told me. I'm I'm living it pretty. He called me pretty. Uh-huh. I'm living it. You know, what is about like being a football girl? You know, a football the daughter uh, and the name of my company is the coach's daughter LLC. Wow. Literally, my production company is called the coach's girl. daughter LLC. What? My production company Stop. is called Mitchells Are Born Winners Productions. My daddy's last name is Mitchell. I'm, wow. I'm a Mitchell. Wow. Mitchells Are Born Winners Productions. Listen. It's something about being daddy's girl. It's something it's about being a football thing. girl. It's so sweet and a football yeah. girl. You talk about the correlation of football. Like, tell me a little bit about, like, his, the way he raised you and how you were able to implement that sort of football life mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and being a the daughter of a black man, a strong black man, and how you show up in the world. So I tell people all the time, it's one thing when you have a black man love you all your life. All your life. It's Your entire life. It's so different. It's different as far as what you, your standards. And how you show up. How you show up. How you treat yourself. Mm -hmm. What you expect. You know what I'm saying? How you treat others. How you talk to men. Everything matters. And I, I I love my father because he showed me love unconditionally, right? My mom said, um, you know you a sucker for her. And he goes, oh, yeah. Gail loves me unconditionally. And I do. I do. He, he is the walking definition of unconditional love. So now I've received it. I know how to give it. I mean, of course, we get it from God and the ancestors. But yeah. it's different when it's from someone right there in the physical, in the flesh. And it's... It's true every day, no matter what. So with him being a football coach and, you know, they work. Yeah, They baby. work a lot. A lot and so all I, the time. I got his work ethic, but I also learned how to love someone from a distance. You know what I'm saying? Love, like, 
I don't I could be away at work or busy, 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 and my love is not going to fade. Or I don't have to be so clingy because I know just because I don't hear from you all day or we're not sitting on the phone and up in each other's face all day, every day, doesn't mean that you don't love me. So my security is set up differently. Mm-hmm. But also my understanding of, like, men are set up differently. Yep. And I just love... I mean, I love sports, but I just love football. Me too. So it's, a, it's for, a, for a person to go to a football game with me, it's a different. It's, you got to be ready. Yes. And I just can't watch football. Me and my husband, my husband will ask me, who playing tonight, baby? I'd be like, yo, the, uh, the Falcons playing such and such. Yes. The Saints playing. You know, I literally know the whole schedule. You can't You can't even ask every man that. You Let cannot. alone a woman. You cannot. And then I'm going to give you the rundown of who playing, because I'm a real college football player. I was waiting for the draft, like, Okay, who we gonna oh, get? I know. What's our pick? What, what are we doing? Yes. Yes. Who is your team? Well, <laughs> by default, uh-huh. since my dad coaches for the Browns, I'm a Cleveland Browns fan. Okay. You know, I'm gonna go with the money, with the blood at. With the blood at, right. But I'm a Falcons fan. You know, <laughs> I've been scarred since the 28-3 thing, and mm-hmm. it's been tough. Mm-hmm. I, I grew up, you know, Falcons fan, but like that, when we, the debacle, I have, it's been tough. It broke my heart. It's been very tough since then. It's it's, tough. it's, it's tough. Yeah, it's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. It's it's too soon. It's it's still too soon. It's too soon. It's too soon. <laughs> it's too soon. God. But I'm still hoping and praying that things will turn that around. We rise up. How do you think we you did know, in the I, draft? I, I didn't like it. Not all the way. This is how I feel, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like nepotism really ruined us. Mm-hmm. Well, dogs ruined us. Right? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> we had a quarterback. Yeah. And then dogs we did it. ruined us. Dogs got ruined it. Us. I, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, then nepotism ruined us. Mm-hmm. So now I'm just hoping that any given Sunday we might get our mojo back. We, we might get it back, and and I'm I'm prayerful that every you know maybe you, you're right. I okay. don't know. I don't know what needs to happen. You know. I thought at one point we would get Cam. Yeah, but then Cam just became Cam. I love you, brother. Yeah, I love yeah. to have you on the show one day. <laughs> Come but on, you know, you know, Cam, Cam, Cam became a cigar aficionado, and he's yeah. a fashion icon. Yeah. And I don't but know if I he can't. cares about football anymore, I, does he? I think that after so long and after such treatment with such little—well, I'm not gonna say little pay, but being the least paid mm-hmm. athletes. Yeah, I think after a while they start to realize I can do more. I could do more. Mm-hmm. I can do more with less. Um, on my Detri- body, that part with less detriment to my body, mm-hmm. and and I think I want to live that life. It's soft yeah. life. I think sometimes I like life. I want to live a soft life, and I can't blame him for that. Yeah, I can't blame anybody who steps away from the game, saying I want to preserve my life. Yeah, and because we all we we know what happens because with, with athletes you have fair weather fans, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And they take them out. It's LeBron when he went to Cle- when he went to Miami. I mean, burning, they were burning death threats. Like, that was that was intense. Yeah. So I think sometimes they love the game, but sometimes when you're too deep in it, the stuff can really hurt. Yeah. And it can, and that's with everything, even with our industry. Yeah. Like, the, the reviews can sometimes be a, a blow. Do you read it? Do you read reviews? Like, I do. I'm not going to. I read it. I tell people I read everything. Gail, I see it. Why I you see do that? It. Do you think that you think reading it, you know, allows you to change a scene, change a character, oh, no. like approach? Okay, all right. You just read. I read it. to be nosy. Okay. 
And I'd be like, I want to know what's good, what, what people think. I'm like, let care. me see what they think. I don't be, I can't do I wanna, it. I read when I when the the news came broke about the rumored spinoff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what's going on with that? I mm, see we'll talk about it. Oh. <laughs> 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 it's a ride to strike right now. I so, know, I know. You know, but uh, like uh, a check was sent out, so. There might be a little it truth to little, it. Okay. <laughs> I think that that would be fantastic. I was, that Me was too. one of my questions, but it just came up organically. You said it. I Me didn't say anything about it. This is how I tell people, right? Because some people are thinking, well, you don't want to follow up at the snowfall. I mean, snowfall was so great. But I'm like, okay, so understand, snowfall was the 80s, right? Mm -hmm. Spinoff would be the 90s. Absolutely. Just look at your life. Yeah. 2003 to 2013. Different. You know how you you got a clear picture of that that decade? That 10 years, yeah. Now look at 2013 to 2023. Completely different. Completely different. Yeah. So there's still life. great. There's growth. There's growth. And so much is there's happening. greatness. There's richness. It's it'll be it'll still be great. But I'm not I'm not holding myself to the standard of, oh, I got a top snowfall or I got to follow up at the snowfall. I'm like, this is something different. When did you know you had fallen into something that was. I mean, your character like literally was it, it changed your life. Um, she was yeah. she was so uh, dynamic and complex um, when did you know that like Wanda was was like changing Gail? <sighs> Honestly, I didn't know for a long time. I would say when I got offered P Valley, mm -hmm. and Snowfall told me I couldn't do both, and so my response was, "Thank you so much. You know, y'all been great to me. I love y'all. I, I appreciate your honesty." So they obviously thought I was going to stay. And I called my reps and was like, yeah. Because um, they were like, if you want to go do the other show, if you rather go do the other show, that'll just be the end of Wanda. What? Now, this was season at the end of season four. So we were about to go into season five. Yeah. So I said, okay, well, thank you. You know, I wouldn't, I would, I love y'all. So they thought I was saying, I called my reps, because my reps say, don't do the, let us do the dirty work. I called my reps. I said, tell them, thank you so much. I will take them up on the option to be let out of my contract. What? Because, I mean, did you, like, to me, the bigger, I mean, is there bigger or? I just what felt was like it? I needed to do P-Valley in order to go, another go to another level in my career, right? I needed to do that to show people that I'm growing up in, on TV. Because I didn't want to do the, and this is not, no shade, no shade with it, no shade with it. Miley Cyrus, Hantana. Mm -hmm. Hannah, Hannah, Hannah Montana. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to sh like continue to grow in my career and grow up, but it's like when I saw Lotto, I saw on a rap game. So that, you next saw, we saw Mulatto on the rap game. Mulatto. Mulatto. So when I saw her the next time, it was uh, nasty. I like I'm nasty. Yeah. nasty. I was like, oh, oh my god, god. No. no! I was like, not the, the baby. Girl, right? So I know that can sometimes be a shock, and I love, I absolutely love Lotto, but I just I hadn't seen her. In, in the in-between. All right, I throw that ass at the yeah. I was like, who is this? Yeah. Right. I was like, oh, my God. I mean, she's still great, but this is the baby. Right. So I said I needed to do something that will kind of get me there. And I knew I was maturing on Snowfall, but I needed to turn the other leaf to pe for people to be able to see me as the love interest, people to be able to see me as the leading lady, people to be able to see me as the adult yeah. in a project. So I, um, I said I had to do that. And, and I wanted to come home and film in Atlanta. I'm not going to lie. I only shot one thing here before, and that was Atlanta. Yeah. So I chose to walk away from it. 
And they called me the very next day. After my rep sent the email, they called the very next day, uh, the showrunner, and said, we can't lose Wanda. You stood your ground in that yeah. moment. That wherewithal to be able to say, okay, if y'all don't want me to, then I'm going to do. I wouldn't. I don't think I could have even done that. I, just, just, just who I am. Yeah. Or even like, I know I'm older than you, but like, I, I don't even know if I could have done that. I. Think- How, where did you like th- this self assurance that you have with mm-hmm. who you are as a talent and as a woman? Did that come from your dad and your parents? Like, did you consult with them about this decision? Or this was what Gail thought. Like, if you won't let me do both, then I'm choosing this one over this one. I'm going to be honest, right? So I spend a lot of time with God and the ancestors and like talk. You always say God and the ancestors. I'm going to get to that too. I okay. love that. I spend time in conversation and I ask how I said omens. I asked for signs to know. And at one point it was like this back and forth of, us asking, my reps kept asking Snowfall if I could do it. They agreed. We did a carve out in my contract of three episodes. Because this is the thing. Katori was like, would you want to be on P. Valley? I said, of course. She didn't give me no context to say, do you want to come put your foot in that mother? You know what I'm saying? So I'm thinking, okay, she'll give me one episode. So let's just carve out three. My reps were like, well, why are we carving out three? We don't even have any, any info. I said, we don't even know if she'll bring you. I said, let's just have it just in case. It's better be safe than sorry. So then... My, um, she ended up saying, I have nine episodes. Oh, that's so, so different. We were like, oh, they're not going to allow me to do nine. nine episodes. Um, so she was like, well, I could chop it down to seven, but the character just doesn't, anything less than that, the character, I won't be able to fully tell the story. We'll have to recast. So we go to Mara, we go to Snowfall. They said, we could give you five. So she was like, I can't do nothing less than seven. So I go back, and they're like, we could give you five. So I, I call one of my cast members and ask for advice. They said, you don't go do, you're one of the hottest shows. You don't go do another show when you're one of the hottest shows. They can take what they can get. And I was, they was like, you don't see Taraji going and doing nine episodes of another show? Yeah, yeah. I said, I'm sorry. I do love Snowfall. It's been great to me, but I am not cookie, and this is not Empire. Like, this isn't my show. Taraji's on the poster. I ain't on the poster. This right, ain't my right, show. This right. ain't. I, and I didn't know Snowfall was doing for me what it was doing for me. I didn't know people were really rocking with Wanda like that. I got. It wasn't until P Valley. It that w- Wanda became. No, she was oh. there. But once people started to say, "Oh, that's roulette," that's when Snowfall fans were like, "No, that's, that's Wanda." Wanda. Oh. And that's when they really started to like go hard for me. So I had the few, but I think them seeing me on, because you don't know if a person is approachable or not. I think them seeing me on Pete Valley was like, oh, she cool. Oh, but they they knew me from Snowfall. So that, but then also the me telling them no and them coming back and saying, okay, well, what will make you happy? Because originally when I told them what would make me happy, they said, unfortunately, we just don't live in a world where that's possible. So that's why I had to walk away. And I didn't, at first, I said, okay, you know, I, I'm going to walk away. But I'm very big on, like, my word. Like, I gave my word. Because to me, loyalty is everything. So I was like, you know what? They're not budging. And I did sign the contract. I did tell them. So I told Katoria, I was like, I'm going to have to turn it down. I'm sorry. So she said, okay, do you want me to ask? I said, no, I don't beg these white folks. I'm not going to have you beg them. Right. So I was like, no, I'm, I'm not going to have you ask. I've already asked. So then my dude came home. And he was like, what's wrong? I said, 
can't do P-Valley. He said, no, 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 no. <laughs> Who are you? I thought it was a trick question. I was like, I don't know. What do you mean? What do you, what's the question? He said, who are you? He said, you, I said, I'm Gail. He said, and Gail do what she want to do. Ever since I've known you, you do what you want to do. Ever since I met you, you've been talking about for almost a year now how you want to work with Katori, how you want to be on P-Valley. What is you talking about? Do what you want to do. He was like, go outside and think about it. Go outside, sit on the balcony by yourself and just think. And when you come back in, whatever decision you want, then make that decision. So I came back in and I was like, I'm going to tell Snowfall no. Wow. So I called Katori and she was like, wait. You talk about this? Have you talked about this a lot? A little bit. A little bit. Okay. Not 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 in depth. Because I have never heard this story. A little bit. I talk about it a little bit. But now I can talk about it. Right. <laughs> now I can talk about yeah. it. Um, I called Katori and I was like, yes, yeah, so I'm going to tell Snowfall I'm out. She was like, what? She was like, well, we'll make you a series regular over here. And I was like, okay, okay, let me call, let me tell my reps. So I called my reps, they sent the email, they said email sent. And the very next morning, Snowfall called me and they said, I could do both. They said. you stood your ground. They was like, you could do both. You could, you could have it. You could do it. You bet on yourself. We don't want to lose Wanda. We don't want, like, we can't, we, we can't, they said, we cannot lose Wanda. So. You played roulette. Mm -hmm. So I got to do season five of Snowfall. I got to do season two of P-Valley. And I just shot them both at the same time, flew back and forth. And I made it work. And I told both, I said, nobody is going, nobody is losing here. Nobody is losing. I said, both shows will get 110% of me. How did you differentiate? I mean, character work is character work, obviously. Yeah. And you have to, like, really, really, like, put yourself in these roles. How did you do that um, professionally and then, oh, and then at the same time save mm -hmm. a little piece for Gail? Well, the beautiful thing about Atlanta, we shot P-Valley here. So I got to still come home every night to my family. Yeah. So that helped me have me, right? And then it's not my show as well. Both of the, the good thing is both shows are ensembles. Mm -hmm. So other people had storylines. So I didn't shoot every single day. Right. So I got to unwind and, you know, and then because it was shot during the pandemic, when I flew to L.A., I had to quarantine for five days. Mm. So that allowed me to take off roulette right, and start right. to get into Wanda. So it worked out like the timing was perfect. And then we shot P-Valley. We started July. So I had July and August. We, didn't, we don't start snowfalling until right after Labor Day. So I had about two months okay. to be filming P-Valley before I had to get into Wanda. Yeah. And it was just, it was great. And you asked, like, how did... Was it something that my parents instilled or was that something me? I think it's a collaboration of both. It's my parents, but then it's also me looking back at my life and what God has done for me and saying, oh, no, I know you won't leave me. I know you won't forsake me. I know if you brought me here. And then there's moments where I am confused and I, it's a girl, I called her and I said, hey, one of my homegirls in Jersey, she like pulls cards and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I said, I need you to do me a reading for Gail Mitchell and for Gail Bean. Ooh. Like I need you, and, and a lot of it was similar. So she pulled the cards, she told it to me. I said, because I'm not sure if I am moving on the spirit or if I'm moving like selfishly mm -hmm. off of what I want to do. You know, because we, we say, God, your will, not mine. And who is that? Is Gail, is Gail Mitchell? Is that the, is me? So she oh. told me, she was like, they're both the same. Ah, got it. 
And that's why a lot of the cars were like the same. Because she said they're both the same. There is no differentiation. So I learned so much, but I wanted to make sure that I said, because if this is, you know, me, I will go back. I'm I'm cool with taking responsibility. I'll go back. I'll apologize. Mm-hmm. I'll say snowfall, my bad. Like, take me back. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> I messed up. My bad. I, was, I, I was, mean it. Yeah. Yeah. But she was like, nah, you and your you and your high power. Like, you good. Your your vibrations were. Yeah, you yeah. good. You not, she said, just be mindful of not doing stuff out of watch greed when it comes to money. Mm-hmm. Like pushing, pushing for the money just to push for the money. And, and make sure it's rooted in the right things. So it was perfect. I said, okay, well, we'll say less then. I'm going to m- move forward confidently. Yeah. But so it's a combination of things from, like, how, what my family has instilled in me, what, like, the people that are around me, that's my biggest thing. Like I said, if he didn't come home that night and tell me, you know, speak Think to about me, it. I would have moved forward. You still with Buddy? I am. Okay, good. I like him. <laughs> I like him. I'm with him. I like Buddy. I like yeah, Buddy. He a keeper. He from Scotland. He, he went to Tucker. He, he went to Tucker. Yes. Oh, he from, he from, he the, from the East Side. Side. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. I got me a real one. Yeah, you a real right there. Okay. He played football. He did. Okay, 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 Fred. Um, so, we have this in common as well. So, during the pandemic, I took Rodney Perry's improv class. What? Online. Because, you know, obviously we couldn't meet. And he told me he was, I mean, I was, me and my girl Elo, we had some great people in the class. He was yeah. like, Rashawn, you're a superstar. He was like, people like you. He was like, because you're so nice, it takes you longer to get where you're going. But I saw that you took a Rodney Perry class as well. Yes. People don't understand how incredible this man is and how he pours into young talent. Yes. And continues to pour into himself and his family and all of that. What it, what, t- talk a little bit about Rodney Perry and how he shaped Gail because he told you yes. pretty much the same thing. He told me, like, you're a superstar. He told me the same thing, and I'm sure he said the same thing to you. He saw yes. something in you. Man, okay, so those who don't know Rodney Perry, I call him RP. <laughs> right. He is life. A lot of people, he's a comedian. Yeah. Like, amazing comedian. Right. He was my mentor for a long time, still an amazing friend of mine. But And I took his class ongoing, like, Kept coming back, kept learning from him. And he told me, go to L.A. He said, you're young enough to where if it don't work, you can come back. Yeah. Don't, don't cast and couch all the negative, dark stuff that people say about it. Don't worry about that. If you want to have sex with somebody, have sex with them. <laughs> regardless of what they can do for you, regardless of what they can't do for you. Right. Like, he, he has daughters. Yeah. He's, a, he's that father figure. He has a wife. He respects and protects black women. He does. But he's also been in the industry and been around long enough to really see and know. And what he does that I love is he passes that knowledge. All of it. All of it. People don't talk about him enough. They don't. That's why I was like, if I, in this interview, I am going to talk about Rodney Perry. Man, he is. I am so grateful for him because I honestly and truly believe my talent would not be where it is without him. Like his improv, the, the game he taught me. Everything that people love about my character, even even down to the not judging. I was able to play Wanda and play Roulette and play these different characters because I don't judge them as, oh, they're an addict. I just meet them where they are yeah. and, and try to embody who they are and make their norm my norm. Yeah. So he told me to remove the judgment from a character. Him and Lelania both, but he really showed me how to like, like make my choices. You know, with improv, it's like, okay, 
Make a choice. Make a choice. Make a, choice. Make a different choice. Yep. Make a different choice. Yep. So your third choice could possibly be your best choice, but now how do we start to where your third choice is your first, first choice? choice? Because you got deeper in that third choice. But make that deeper one be the first one. Man, come on. Yeah. Yes. Start to really paint it. Start to really not have ego and entitlement in a character and not be aware of your surroundings to where you start to kind of get coy and go in a box. Be outside the box. Don't even have a box. There is no box. There is no box. There is no box. Yeah. Girl. And he operates like that, like, genius. And yeah. I think that, I think the best acting has, it's improv heavy, because you're a thinking actor, right? You know how to move on the fly. It isn't, okay, well, I can't do this because the cup is supposed to be right here. And when I walked in the room, you didn't have the cup right here. Because then you're a machine. You're just a robot. Mm-hmm. Mm. So. You reference God and the ancestors a lot, and I, I've heard you say that in so many interviews. And I have, you know, on this spiritual walk, like we we define our own spiritual walk. Obviously, we come from what our parents have taught us, and Correct. and those types of things. But you reference God and the ancestors. Let's talk a little bit about your spiritual walk before we delve into some character, and and, and then we'll close out. But um, how have you gotten to this spiritual version of who Gail is now? I think everything I've gone through in life. And witness, but I'm not going to lie. My mother raised me in the church. My mm -hmm. father is very spiritual still to this day. It, with the time that he has, still make sure that he sets aside time for God. Yeah. I want to say maybe ancestors can't, ancestors wasn't necessarily something that my parents poured into mm -hmm. me because, you know, the older people didn't really talk like that. They didn't. But they were very big on, my parents are very big on family. Mm -hmm. So... Obviously, once they pass, they're ancestors. Right. So they're still, everything that they taught me and learned and I loved from them, I still feel them. So that's how I know they're present. There's things that I ask for, and I specifically may ask, like my, my granddaddy, he was very business-oriented. So there's things that I know I go to him and be like, granddaddy, I need you to. So you talk, you actually speak out loud to your ancestors. Yes, yes. Every morning when I pray, I pray to God, and then I say my grandma, my granddaddy, my auntie Jenny Bell, my Come on, Jason, Jenny Bell. and Jew. Uh -huh. Now, Jew's my homeboy, but that was like my brother. So Jew basically, he from here. Uh -huh. He basically, he basically an ancestor. Yeah. But and you, like, consult their guidance. Yes, yes, 100%. My mom asked me, because I'm named after my mom's sister, Gail, who, she died when my mom was 10. Oh, wow. Okay. She drowned. Gail was 12. Oh, my God. Yeah. So wow. sometimes she's like, you know, talk to Gail. And I'm like, Mom, not yet. I'm not there yet. Because I don't really know her. Like, the people that I pray to, my answers that I do pray to, I know them. But she named you after Gail. So maybe you, there's a, there's a part of you that actually is her. Yeah. Has your she, mom said that? Has your mom said that? She, she says it. All the time. But I don't, I don't, I never met her. And she's like, I talked to her for you. And I'm like, okay. Maybe she's in you. Maybe just tap into who, who Maybe, because I think my brama is in, in one of my nieces, for sure. Yeah? Yeah, her name is Legacy Rose, and my brama's name was Baby Rose, Rose Stevenson. Mm -hmm. And we, my brother named his daughter Legacy Rose. And I'm like, man, that is brama all, all day. day. So I just feel them, and I see what they've done to me, for me. Even when they were alive, I saw how they moved, and there's certain things that I, I pulled from them. You know, it's like, if you got Shaolin... You there are things you're God like, yeah, right. So if I'm Gail like because I'm her niece, or I'm like my grandma or my grandfather or my auntie, they're in me, mm. and I see some of the things that I saw when they were alive and I did know them and they were living. So I, I reach out to them. So you, you know, when I look at you, I look at although you are, you know, you're younger than me. I look at you and I think about like how 
I want to move. You know, I've had I, I've got some good roles and I'm doing some great things too. But I look at how I want to move when my roles get bigger. I don't ever want you to. Ch- I know you will never change from this. But people always tell me like, Rashawn, please remain the same. But the example that you are giving to so many women, mm-hmm. not just black women, to remain rooted in who you are. Do you make that on purpose or that is just how you show up? Because I, it's, it's twofold for me. Mm-hmm. I know that somebody's watching. I know that every experience that I want somebody to have with me, I want them to be an amazing Oh, I met Gail B. I met Rashawn Ali. They were so goddamn yeah. cool. So that's the response that I want to have. You give me that. You give Thank me you. that. So no matter no matter how big the red carpet, whether it's the Met Gala mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or we down here, down to the Stone Mountain and Stone yeah. Crest, yeah. you're the same gal. Is that it's something that you... Yes, absolutely. It's intentional because it's comfortable. Mm-hmm. And I feel at the end of the day, we have to be our authentic self in order to survive in this world. Not just this industry, but... We have to be our authentic self. Like, why not? Mm-hmm. And if something makes me uncomfortable, then I say, I acknowledge, like, I don't like the way that makes me feel. Mm-hmm. So what can I do to get back to self? Right? But I'm mindful. I'm more mindful so now than I used to be because I'm a, I'm a sailor. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> You're working on it, baby. I'm working You're on working it. On I'm working it. on it. Um, but I do notice that other people are watching. Uh-huh. And I, I am aware that there's a plethora of women that people can watch. So I'm always mindful that, you know, I'm blessed with the opportunity for them to want to watch me. Mm. You know, so what are you going to do with that? Because if you don't, why waste the, the talent, the yeah. attention, the, yeah. the gift? So I just try to be mindful to help people know that I feel like my purpose is for people to feel comfortable being themselves in life. And then everything else is to serve my purpose. Yeah. So because I'm on a platform where people feel I'm a superstar, and then when they meet me, it's like, oh, man, she was so relatable. She was so cool. That's my girl. Like, then they feel like they feel comfortable with being themselves. Because I don't, I don't nitpick at them and, and look at them like, oh, you got to be like this or you got to be like me. And I feel when you pour into people, and for me, I'm a people person. So me pouring into people is pouring into myself. Mm-hmm. Like that is my replenishment and my restoration. Listen, that's how you feel. What? That's how I live. That's how I feel. That's how I live. Yeah. That's how I show up in the world. And I want other young women to be able to like, you could be all of these things, but you could still be that girl. Yeah, from you can. Mountain, from Decatur. And show up like this. Because not everything, right, is like love Meg, love Cardi, love Lotto. I'm to- I believe in do whatever makes you happy, right? Mm-hmm. If you want to get um, body augmentation, cool, do it. If you want to date whoever, cool, do it. Like do what makes you happy because right. you got to live with yourself. And I think so many people in the world don't do what makes them happy or they look at someone else and what they've done to make them happy. And they think, if I, too, do that, then I'm I will be, be happy. happy. Yep. Instead of understanding, like, you could be whatever you want. You could still be cool. You could still be popping. Like, I love when I see interviews and people are like, man, she fully clothed. I did an interview with somebody. They said, she's fully clothed and she looks so good. Wow. But, you know, I'm also not going to tear down a girl who ain't got no clothes right. on and doing the interview. Because I'm like, girl, sis, you look good. Right. Pop Same. it. If you comfortable that way, pop it. Right. 
I know people who are like, they would never play a character like Roulette. Cool. Mm. It ain't for you. Right. But it also is a character. It also is a character. And you've played dynamic, complex characters. Thank you. Yes. So, like, when you play these characters, I mean, obviously you, you do your research. I know that you've done, you've, you've delved deep into, into addiction and all of that, watch documentaries and all mm -hmm. these types of things. But there's also, you also have to resonate with the character personally. Mm -hmm. So take me down that path of Wanda Roulette and all the other characters that you may have played that you actually love and have like resonated with as well. That could be a that's, a, that's a long convoluted question, but those characters that come to mind that you're like, I loved her. And it may not be something that everybody has seen. Okay, so what I do is with every character, I try to give each character something of me. That way, if it's something I may not resonate, I could always find my center. Okay. Right? Within the character. Yeah. So I'll go with the character that was the furthest away from me. Nadine on Atlanta. So I did an episode of Atlanta, and this character, it was a girls' night out. Mm -hmm. It was me. It was Danielle Deadweiler who played Mamie Teal. A amazing actor. Man. I'm okay. Telling you, I'm telling you, she's a, she's phenomenal. She got slighted for the, when I ain't going to say that. Her it's Oscar fine. is coming. It's coming. Her Oscar is pending when it's because I owe her one. Yes. Her Oscar is pending. It is. Yes. Um. So it was me, her, Adrian, and Zazie. And I never done edible before, so I. But I know people. I really like it. Well, I mean, now I, mean, I have. But, okay. but when I shot that, <laughs> at the time when I shot that, when I booked the role, I hadn't. Uh, you're right, right. So I said, okay, let me reach out to a couple of people that I know that do mm -hmm. and smoke and, and ask them their experience and get their feedback on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that character was pretty far from me. But what I did love is it was Atlanta and it was shot in Atlanta. So I said, I I know I can bring. That portion of just being a girl in Atlanta, right. having a girl's uh -huh. night out, I could relate to, I try to find something in everything where I can relate to, so that way it shows up. Mm -hmm. And the rest, I just authentically move from the piece that I do have and the piece that I do know. Because we don't know exactly how our day is going to go from day to day, right? Absolutely. But we started off knowing one thing, you know? And then it can turn into something completely different. And then you just go moment for moment. Just go with it. So that happened with Insecure... I played Dada mm -hmm, Rashida. Mm -hmm. And with that character, I absolutely loved her. She was unapologetically black. That's yeah. me. All day. That's me all day. Right. And I got to be a lawyer where when I decided my career path after I graduated college, I said, okay, I'm either going to go to law school and be a lawyer. Or? Or I'm going to be an actress. It, there we go. And I felt, I was like, man, law is going to be easy to me. I do that. Like, I could do that. Mm -hmm. I could win and study and be great. I knew if I made it in acting, that was going to be God yeah. and the ancestors. Like, not me at all. Like, I ain't got nothing to do with that. That's <laughs> that's all you. Right. So I said, okay, I'm going I'm to see what's, what's out there. I'm going to go that route. That's crazy because you talked about, you know, smaller roles mm -hmm. as compared to, like, some of your bigger roles and how much impact that had on you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And people don't, if people just looked at your body of work, they're like, of course she's going to talk about these two characters first. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you talked about those that literally, I would say, maybe grew you. Yeah. You know, in different ways than even the more popular characters. It prepared me. It definitely yeah. grew me. I think with Roulette, I mean, I got to, I'm from here. So yeah. obviously, I'm uh, yeah. home of the strip club. Come on now. <laughs> yeah. What's happening at the Blue Flame? Where yeah. we going? I ain't going. I know my, I know, I, I'm, it's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. Everything's yeah, fine. What'd you say? Yeah, I got wings? <laughs> okay. Good wings. Good They're food? very uh -huh. good. Okay. They're very tasty and the fries. Okay, go yes. ahead. Um, so, 
I I felt like roulette was just eighteen year old me. Mm-hmm. Like I got to go and have fun and wild out and be a danger to people and not be vulnerable. That was me when I was young. Not vulnerable. Nobody got to see me cry. Uh, just here to have a good time. Yes. And I had someone because. Different, it's perspective, right? Everything is different people's perspective. And someone tried to break down the character of Roulette to me. And she said, okay, so this character, obviously, if she's dancing and she's in the club and she's showcasing her body, then there's these and these and these that she's dealing with. And I said, or she's 18, so she's just here to have a good time and get good money. That's that part. That part. Or maybe she's saving up for maybe she's saving up for whatever. I said, sometimes I get it. Like, yes, there's deep work, but sometimes it's just what it is. Mm-hmm. It's literally what, what meets it is. the eye. I'm talented, I'm flexible, I can do this, it come easy, I can make money. And I'm gonna go to the this. house after this. And it's okay and it's okay. It's okay. And I'm comfortable with my body. I said, I think that's where she's coming from. Love because it. It, yes, there's there's layers to things. But sometimes your layers aren't my layers. Ooh, 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 ooh. That's real life. Yeah. Yeah. So that was really just tapping into 18-year-old me. Like, I worked in the strip club as a shooter girl. I wanted to dance, but I'm like, I got five brothers. My mama, a high school teacher, they know everybody. And I only wanted to dance because it was so much money. <laughs> at such a young age, you're right, like, right. that's a lot of money. Right. Like, oh, my God. I don't even have no expenses, but I just like to look at the money in my account. <laughs> so... You're like, all oh, this money on the floor? Yeah. Every day? Yeah. Right. Uh, Wanda, I'm not going to lie. With her, I just gave my, my love for having a good time. Mm-hmm. And then what's crazy is it showed me and gave me a deeper understanding of, one, my vulnerability, but two, the epidemic and addiction. Yes, in a different light. In a different light. Yep. Because I wasn't aware. A lot of people that I knew that were addicts, was addicts when I was born, mm-hmm. right? So I didn't see them, I didn't see the before to really know or understand the compassion or the empathy that other family members had for them. To me, you know, when you're young, it's like that Jay, you play. You, so, you, didn't, you didn't see their humanity. Correct. Yes. So being able to be this character who had fun, I started to see how people fell into an addiction. Mm-hmm. Like how they didn't know the effects of it, how you think you're just having a good time. Because we've seen things, stories where people go out, they have a good night, they drink and drive, and the next thing you know, somebody ends up dead. Mm-hmm. You don't see it. Right. You don't know how quickly How the could... day started. Like she put her lashes on just like everybody else, put her lipstick on, she's taking shots. Yeah. And then it's a reality the night... shift. Changes her entire life. Yes. And you don't see that. And I believe just, I went into Wanda just innocent, having fun, giving my love for a good time to that character. Like I said, I lend something of me to every character. So I lent just being a people person, wanting to have a good time, life of the party to her. But to Roulette, I lent my my toughness, my, my wall that I used to have up all the time, you know, and my harshness, because even when I got that role, I was looking left and right, like, man, all these girls that are on here as dancers, they're so feminine. And that's not me. Right. I grew up with five brothers. You're my dad is a football what? coach. Right. I love sports. Like, I'm so, they're so, so graceful. Right. I'm, my mom used to tell me when I kiss her on the cheek, you too hard. Too hard. <laughs> like, so I, it wasn't me. But it taught me things about myself, too, of like, no, being a female is all different shades, colors, ways. It is. You know. It is. My boyfriend was like, you sexy, baby. You sexy in your own right. That's sexy. 
Absolutely. Yeah. My husband be like, baby, I love it, baby. Put your little J's on. Yeah. Put your little outfit on. Yeah. I like, he said, I love the athletic girl. I said, because baby, that's what you're going to get. Yeah. Now. yeah. This is what you're going to get. And that's, and I think that that is a beautiful thing because we can embrace it. Yeah. We can definitely embrace it. Um, You know, when a show like, like you're on a, like, iconic show. Like, Thank you. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you, and it ended. And I know, I, I heard a question, which I love, and I never take people questions. Mm-hmm. But it was a question that somebody asked you, and they were like, were you, you know, happy that it happened or sad that it ended or something like that? You're like, yes. oh, I was happy that it happened. Yeah. But I understood it because when you're on something like this, you never want it to end. And it's like, it's, 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 it's over. But the setup for each and every one of you, the yeah. trajectory is like, y'all can do Anything you want. And you could, and prior to that, you could have too, but it has set you all up mm-hmm. to be like, mm, I'm not that one. I'll do this one and this one and yes. this. You know what I mean? It yes. set you up. Yeah. How do you feel right now knowing that you are part of such an iconic show, but that it's over the same time? I feel good. Yeah. Because one, I'm I'm coming out of it better than I went into it. How about it? I feel like it did exactly what it was supposed to do. And did. And it's like, okay, we're here now. Yeah. We're here now. So I try not to hold on to anything because you got to make room. Whether it be the spinoff, whether it be something else, you got to make room for what's next. Yeah. And I tell people all the time, like, I try not to harp on my wins in the past. I thoroughly enjoy them when I have them. Mm-hmm. But if we hold on to that, then that's all we have. Yeah. Right? We acknowledge it. We're, I'm grateful for it. But it's like, okay, cool. God, ancestors, what's next? Like, yeah. I'm, I'm open and ready to receive whatever you have next for me. Absolutely. Whatever is in my highest and best good. Absolutely. I, I receive that. Yeah. So I'm very, very happy that it happened. Yeah. So, because it could have been somebody else. It could have been somebody but else. But it was me. It was <laughs> you. That's I'm so happy. Dope. I'll, be happy. I'll be like, hey, we be winning. I love it. I love it. I love yeah. it. It's fantastic. And my one of my old makeup artists told me, mm-hmm. she said, Rashawn, what's one times one? I said, one. She said, you've already done it. Mm. And I was like, oh. Once you've done it, you've done it. You've done it. And you have talked about this spinoff twice in this episode. <laughs> so I'm just going to assume that it's happening. Don't worry about it. Just come back for part two of it. Mm-hmm. Um, as we close out, Gail. Um, well, we, you know the 90s, so if it happened, uh, I mean. We got the 90s and the 2000s you know and everything. Saying, be, come on. I mean, you know, whatever, whatever God has. Yes. And the ancestors. You receive it. And we, I will receive it. Whatever yes. it is. But I am happy for you. It's not, it's, listen, I'm happy for you. Thank you. I am grateful from the first time I met you. We were screening. I don't even know what screening I was at. And you were talking to me and I was like, oh, that's, oh, that's shawty. That's, oh, okay. I grew girl. up on you. I grew up on your voice. Oh, God. Thank you. <laughs> so, oh, my God. Thank you. Your voice, and it's not just your like your voice and your name. You know, there's some people where you don't even know their name, but you know their voice. I grew up on your voice and your name, so it was like, oh, I'm starting to meet like Atlanta legends oh that I grew up on, and it's just like, oh my god! You try not to like scare them with your freak out, but then you really feel like, oh shoot! Right? Oh, thank so, you. Yeah. That means so much. Here I am. We fanning out on each other yeah. in different eras of our life. Like, <laughs> Oh my God. I love, I'm I'm so happy for you. Thank you. I'm so grateful that you did it. Thank and you. And you are doing it. I'm so grateful that we came from the same stock. Yes. Because I want girls to see that you could do it. Yes. And you could do it your way in a way that looks good for everybody else. Keep doing it. Yes. Wherever you show up, be that same girl 
that started in St. Louis, say uh, Stone Mountain. Yeah, like like just just do it. Thank you. And I know you became a Delta at Valdosta State. Mm-hmm. And did DST choose you or did you choose DST? You can tell me the true, boo. Bo, it was mutual. We okay. chose up on each other. Come on. Because my mama is a Delta. Oh, nice. My dad is an Omega. Oh, well then. And, you know, you go to college, everybody say, do your research. Yeah, of course. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to lie. The the K's wanted me. Of course. I, I mean, like, why wouldn't we um, want you? <laughs> I mean, you late uh, or whatever. I want to be a Delta. I'm right. sorry, y'all. Right. Like, but I did my research, and I was like, no, this is for sure the one I want. Okay. Like, this is. Absolutely. So, it was it was a mutual it was mutually exclusive. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love it. I'm glad you did what was like in your heart. Yes, and it's a thank beautiful you. thing, and I'm so glad. But Greek unity, I love y'all. Uh, I love this, everybody. That's why I started. Do you, this is why I started the podcast. Yes, because I'm like, let's explore the stories of everybody, not just in my organization. Or this is for everybody, and yes. that's why this brand is so inclusive and and loved and all the things that we we try to do for it so i'm glad that you're a part of it thank you i'm glad you're here thank you i'm so happy for you i'm gonna be rooting for you at like at every point thank you can we show some love to the one and only gail bead everybody thank you